Welcome in to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast, episode 20. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, and we are back to talk trucks with Phil, the Full Tank with Phil podcast, here to preview the third annual Weather Guard truck race from Bristol Dirt. Phil, how we doing after Texas, and how you feeling going into Bristol? Derek, been a pleasure doing this, as always. I know I say it, same thing to start every episode, but this is... So much fun to do, and I'm very excited to get back into it. We had a bit of a heartbreaker at Texas, um, so I guess I'll, I'll start there, and then you know we'll get into our feelings about Bristol dirt in, in just a second. But, yeah, I mean, Texas was tough because we were on the right side of things, I think, in a few different ways, and the stuff that happened at the end, it was basically all weekend had a similar situation. Richmond uh, for the Cup Series, same thing, like, if the race just ended at this point, you know, we would have made out pretty well, but um, Sanchez was someone that we talked about in a head to head matchup. Didn't think that he was going to be, you know, good enough to go out and lead all those laps and just basically be untouchable. Um, that was a surprise. I mean, need to put that in the you know file for later. When we get to more of those mile and a half because that was a very good performance for him, but um Clearly, at the end, he didn't have uh, enough to hold off Zane Smith, who we did call out as someone to take outright. And when it looked as if it was pretty obvious that Zane was going to be able to pass the two car, two truck, Sanchez just didn't know how to handle it. And Rory Picks uh, said it best in our group chat like, Sanchez needs to be, he's young, he needs to be okay with second place. Like, he needs to be able to learn that skill of not wrecking the field because that wreck hurt us in a few different ways. Obviously not hitting the outright on Zane, who was going to win um, definitely hurt, but um, you know, Sanchez, we had him in a head to head versus uh, Rhodes. I think you might've been on the road side of that. Um, so you got, got your yep. fish to wish on that one. Um, but you know, when we talked about it, making the case for Sanchez, like it was, it was the correct call. Like it was, it was a good mm-hmm. uh, truck the strongest in the field, you know, just kind of faded at the end and needed to be able to, to deal with that. So that was a heartbreaker, but we did, you know, come out with some. Now, I'll save the the best for last, but uh, the bets that we did hit, we hit a Chase Purdy, thanks to the wreck, you know, kind of gave us a little bit there, but Chase Purdy, top five, but plus 300, that hit. We had um, Heim versus Sanchez. Uh, that one, I thought I had Sanchez over Heim, excuse me, let me dig that up make sure i'm right there yeah oh no i did have heim over sanchez uh pre-practice so mm. you know we had that um that hit host of over in finger that hit and then we added after practice freezing top five at plus 170 and crafting over taylor gray um and those all hit so a decent day but mm-hmm. the the way the race ended was a bit of a heartbreaker to see that go down now i sent a message to you on twitter got to go back and clip. I think I said Carson Hosevar won't win this race, but he'll be able to beat Grant Infanger. And then lo and behold, there he is at the end. And wins the he's race. the one who wins the race. So um, I guess I was wrong on that. I, I think we liked Hosevar, right? That was part of the case I was making. What He's a he's a good truck this week, somebody to play, and yep. maybe not playing him outright, I think is what I was trying to say. You know, save your money, move it to elsewhere. Um but if you did that, you still made out. So uh, I guess you, you can't really hate me too much. But the uh, the outright was a little bit of an unexpected result for Hosovar. Oh. Glad it happened. 
Yeah, I mean, when you anytime you cross the line third going into the last lap and you end up being the winner after going into turn one, that's uh, that's uh, really you better thank your lucky stars for that one. But I was wrong. I mean, I was wrong about the roads over Sanchez. Obviously, it hit, but Sanchez dominated that matchup and being out front. I thought it was going to be the reverse order. Now, Rhodes wasn't uh, a lame duck by any means. No, you know, he was he was like top five. So it was right there. But he was never beating Sanchez until the very end. So uh, on the last lap, we got lucky. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a good race to watch. I mean, I don't know about you, not to get into an IndyCar conversation, but I got into IndyCar in a major way with them being at Texas uh, after watching the truck. So I was in on that on Sunday watching that. So just good racing. Um, I enjoyed the trucks on those mile and a half. Unfortunately, the, you know, the cup series and the Xfinity series weren't with them. So we weren't able to see really true live pit stops, which does, you know, I think for us, it, it really does bring an element of, Hey, we gotta, we gotta keep those things in mind because guys that are practicing fat or well and qualifying well, they're going to stay up there because they have the track position yeah. already. And when NASCAR is not making them do live pit stops and they have three minutes to, you know, get the accountants over the wall to get the tires changed correctly <laughs> and put gas in it. I think, you know, it doesn't really uh, hamper anything uh, negatively. So yeah, that'll, that closes the book then with Texas again. Uh, we teased this last week and I got to give a call out to Mark Harris, who really has helped us with uh, creating some, water uh, or graphics i should say when it comes to putting our cards out there so for bristol dirt you'll see uh, a really nice thing that we're going to put out on our sites where we're able to show you guys what we're on that way you're able to tail or fade or whatever you want to do with it but at least we'll have it out there uh, other than just us talking about it. and if phil puts it on the podcast the uh, links and the, uh, instagram and twitter and all that so uh, make sure you're checking us out with that but i want to dive into bristol dirt this is a different configuration obviously it's the dirt configuration uh, the, the trucks have done this now. This is going to be their third year of doing so. Uh, Rhodes won the race last year. But before we get into anything that happened last year or what you're thinking about this year, I want to touch on some double-duty drivers. This is going to be a main talking point that many are going to be talking about going into uh, the race weekend. And there's some notable names that are going to be – that jump off the board right away. Let's just say that. So Chase Briscoe is going to be racing in this race. Uh, William Byron, ever heard of him? Uh, Joey Logano, another name. Uh, uh, maybe just a two-time cup champion. Uh, so those are just two names alone before you get into some of the regulars, even in the truck series, that are really stout when it comes to this racing. So let's just start with the double-duty drivers first. What are your thoughts on any of those guys? Uh, we don't have to dwell on them, obviously, the whole time, but uh, what do you think about those three names sp specifically coming down to the series? Yeah, I'm a bit... Uh in a bit of a pretzel with these guys for a couple different reasons. Um, the first is looking, you know, we got to look and see how these things went down the last couple of years. And there were notable drivers in both truck races at Bristol dirt. And so you look at last year, you know, chase Elliott was in that race uh, amongst among a bunch of different guys. And the truck regulars were the ones who, you know, stuck it out at the end and they were the ones battling at the end. Then you look at the, the previous year in Truex, you know, he was jopping down and he wins that race going away, like easily made mincemeat out of him. Um, so, you know, it's like, well, do we give these guys a lot of credit? Do we not give them a lot of credit? Like, are they going to come down and dominate? Briscoe is in this race. He finished fifth in 2021. 
So it's not like he's just going to drop down and dominate, finished fifth. Um, so I think I get a little too caught up and, and it seems like the books do as well of seeing these names and saying, oh shit, like I need to kind of change my strategy a little bit. My recommendation would be for the truck guys who are coming, excuse me, the cup guys who are coming down, wait until, you know, we have a chance to see the cars on the tracks. Um, the one guy who intrigues me, I, I, I shouldn't say that. Briscoe, I'm not too scared of, I guess. Uh, he's driving the, the 22 car or 22 truck rather. And uh, that doesn't scare me, but we've got William Byron in the 51. And that, that truck, you know, we know can whip it around and especially when it's in good hands. So that does get my attention a little bit. He's seven to one. That's interesting. Um, I, I like Byron, you know, his experience in the truck series he doesn't have too many like dirt races, um, but his truck series experience is one that is very extensive and a lot of success, right? Because last year at Martinsville, he absolutely owned the field and the, the seven truck. Uh, then in 2016, it was a while ago since he was actually like full time, but he won seven races in 23 uh, start. So he obviously can do it in a vehicle that can do it. I'm more, you know, looking for drivers i would take them maybe in like top fives head-to-heads and those sort of things um as opposed to outright because i don't think it's a lock right i think maybe people are looking at these guys and saying yep absolute lock throw these guys in these truck guys have no chance and that's just simply not true so that's my only like hesitation with those guys is like they're good but you know we'll we'll see logano driving for Thor sport in a fifth truck is mm -hmm. super intriguing. That's why he's the favorite. Um, yeah. But you know, that doesn't mean the world, right? So we'll, we'll talk about some of the more truck regulars, but I think you need to have something on them as a little insurance, whether it's a top five or head to head something just in case they do go out and dominate. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Um, we have to be smart about, where we're finding opportunities to bet them, like you said. I mean, there are some matchups there, uh, whether it's the props, top fives, you know, there's different ways to go about it, but it does then leave opportunities for guys like Ben Rhodes. And we touched on him a little bit before, but I'll touch on it again. Ben Rhodes last year dominated this race. And, and I was on Ben Rhodes last year. I'm sure you were as well. I remember specifically where I was when I heard a Ben Rhodes interview on MRN going into the race i was upstairs in my daughter's room putting her to bed i had the uh the radio broadcast in my ear getting ready for they were doing pre-race and he was so damn confident about they were gonna win and i remember thinking oh my god like this feels like it's the easiest thing i've ever cashed in my life this guy is so unbelievably confident starting second i mean obviously he finished first he had 39 fastest laps, which were most uh, by a large margin. It nearly had a perfect driver rating, uh, led 95 laps. So the dude was on it, and it was amazing. It was amazing to watch and listen on how confident he was. But again, that leaves opportunities. The defending race winner, and he's currently sitting just below Lugano at five to one, six to one at some spots. So. Uh, love that. So let's dive in then to, you know, where do you want to go? Who do you want to touch on? Do you want to talk about roads a little bit? Do you want to go anywhere else first? I absolutely want to start with Ben Rhodes because 
I had a, a similar situation. I was on him last year, and what he did last year was fantastic. He won stage one, won stage two, then got shuffled back, I guess, in pit stops. Guys must have stayed out, and um, he had to fight his way back. And there was a good portion of stage three where I was pretty nervous, like, where did he go? What's happening here? But he methodically made his way up. And he did get a little lucky with some cautions. This is a race in, in two races. We've had 12 cautions in one race, nine cautions in another. So um, he did need a little help to you know, get those restarts in stage three to keep chopping away at them. And as they were battling for the, the lead in the front, here comes Rhodes, like out of nowhere. And I remember, you say we remember where you were. I remember where I was cheering for that. Um, and he took that spot away. I'm like, yes, like he finally did it. Cause I was so nervous. Cause I was so confident all race, right. Just like we were saying about Texas. Like, I just wish this race would end. That's how I felt. And Rhodes really, really dominated that race and, and just threw his weight around a little bit in a race where there were a lot of, you know, outside guys coming in trying to drop down and, and gain some experience. You know, Logano was in that race. Elliot was in that race. Um, we had, you know, some, some dirt, uh, what do you call them? Dirt ringers, you know, buddy yeah. Kofoid and, and uh, oh, Mike yeah. McCarr. Uh, so just really a solid victory against a good field. And so five to one is, is what I'm seeing him at on most books. I'm definitely taking that. I wish I could get him at a different number, um, I know that trucks in our state don't necessarily allow us to bet, you know, live. So I would love to be able to bet him live in case, you know, he does get dropped back to 15th. Could you imagine taking him in stage three last year, Derek, like after he gets shuffled back after the pit stops uh, for the stage break and you get him at like a 10 to one number. Cause he's further back. Like that would have been unbelievable. Um, yes. So Let's focus now on just like looking forward. All right. Cause we looked back enough at what he did do. The, the cool thing about the truck series is they go to a couple different places uh, that have dirt on it. So we have a little bit more of a book on these guys than the cup series. We've got Knoxville in there as well. So I'm looking at the last four races, last two years, got four dirt tracks that they ran. Um, and I'm saying dirt track with Bristol and air quotes. You can't see me, but um, you get the drift here. And fact is even him being good last year is not enough for you to say, all right, well, five to one, he's just the best in the business. When you're looking at these last four races, one win, two top fives, four top tens, his average finish is 5.0. That's first. Um, his two finishes at Bristol were first and second. He was behind Truex in 2021. People kind of forget that. Um, cause it was a wonky situation with the, the rain out and the truck race being the same day as the cup race it was just strange. Um, so, so many different things that are likable here about Ben Rhodes. I couldn't imagine not having an outright ticket on him and, and seeing him do what he did last year again. So, uh, he led 95 laps last year, 39 fastest laps. Both of those stats are first going away. Um, last year, he almost had a perfect driver rating, 149.5, five tenths off a perfect driver rating in that race. So that's the type of stuff that just doesn't disappear overnight. He's going to be there. So you take him. And what I'm looking at, if you, if you hate the, the 
outright pick because you're saying, hey, you know, anything could happen here, guys. You're right. Logano is who I see him going up against, uh, and he's actually the underdog in this matchup. Minus 105 for Ben Rhodes. I love this. Um, it's his teammate, technically, I guess. Uh, and I'd have to imagine, you know, for what we've seen from Logano in the Cup Series, it's good. You know, I just spoke about him on your NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter. He's consistent in the Cup Series. But in the Truck Series, he hasn't dropped down and just, like, dominated. Like, it's not a – he finished sixth last year, um, and he started on the pole. So, you know, he – is good, but he's not blowing anybody's doors away by any means. So doesn't scare me in, in that uh, situation against somebody like Ben. So I'm good taking Ben in a head-to-head matchup against Joey. I don't know if that makes you a little bit queasy there, but um, I, I think that makes a lot of sense because I just need something on Ben Rhodes. He's, he's too good to pass up on in a number of different ways. So you're saying that you need something on Ben Rhodes, and that's there's not a group. Uh, I'm sure maybe a group has, um, you know, Logano then in that. But you you like that head to head the most about hey getting something maybe even like a top five. I don't know what the pricing is. Uh, okay, so I found the group then on Caesars where it's got Logano, Byron, and Briscoe. So you got all the Cup guys, and then that's you got the Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, that's the tough part because if if it's one thing to just zero in on Logano because he's dropped down to the trucks numerous times and he just hasn't you know, blown anybody's doors away. Whereas Byron has done that outside of dirt racing. I'm saying, yeah, um, Byron has done that. Briscoe, he's a dirt guy, not like Logano. So I'd be scared mm-hmm. of the group bet just in case one of those other guys is on it, but just focusing on Logano, you know, I, I think it makes sense. Um, yeah. That's why I, I would steer more okay. towards that rather than the group bet. I, I'm trying to pull up what his odds are top five, but they're definitely not going to be favorable to the game. Minus- that's for sure. Yep. Nope, they're minus 170 there. And top three, he's plus 110 uh, is the best number I can currently find on him uh, in that market. Um, again, Logano, Rhodes are the pretty much the co-favorites uh, going in uh, to Saturday. But I do want to touch on something real quick. We were talking about weather maybe a little bit. There could be, you know, some uh, rain. I know temperatures are going to be a little cooler as well. So there could be some issues when it comes to Saturday. And, and on Saturday, the trucks, I should say Friday, Trucks at 5.30 are going to be practicing uh, at 5.30 and at 8 p.m. Uh, the truck co- trucks are going to be doing that. And then Saturday, uh, they're going to have their heat races where they do 15-lap heat races starting at 4.30. This will determine the entire field. So it, this is a very important element uh, to you know who's going to do well. Anything can happen in these races where, you know, we saw a guy in the Cup Series like Ty Dillon who won one of the heat races and and traditionally his car has been, you know, one of the back markers. But in this type of an event, one of the favorites can get bumped out of the way. A tire could go down or something could happen in a very short amount of time where they're kicked to the back. Now they have to come from the back to the front. So those heat races are going to be very pivotal uh, going in. And then the truck race is going to be Saturday night, 8 p.m. And the stages go like this, 40 laps, 50 laps. Then the final stage is 60 laps. So there's a lot to unpack there, Phil, but it's so cool that we're getting two practice sessions, heat races, then the race. I feel like this gives us a huge opportunity. It absolutely does. And it, you know, it's going to make a lot of us start there, you know, refreshing our, our phones like nonstop after those sessions are over, especially on Saturday, you know, we're going to hope 
that uh, they put the lines back up. But um, the first I'm not know, situation, I'm not so sure they will. I don't. Yeah, really they think might they not. Will. So that that's why you gotta, you know, after Friday, you gotta mm-hmm. be happy with you know what you got, and if you can get something after the qualifying uh, heats, great. But uh, I think you know you really wait and see what goes down uh, in the practice sessions, and and then you know for these guys who are dropping down, that's what I'm really looking for. Is like how do they practice compared to somebody like Rhodes? Rhodes is my barometer, right? We know that he's badass in these. Uh, dirt races so how are they stacking up against his truck and um and some of these other guys if they're dominating then okay great we need to go back to the the drawing board and see how can we you know adjust and and make sure we're um spread out appropriately but um yeah the the practicing situation i'm glad that you call that out because it definitely will be important to watch that and adjust to it um friday night saturday morning yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see how all that plays out, especially with the weather. So that covers roads. And, you know, for anybody listening now, it's Saturday, it's race day. You know, all of this stuff can still be applied. Obviously, you will have the data from Friday's practice. Uh, but a lot of these stuff the drivers were about to touch on and some of the different matchups or ideas uh, from a betting perspective are still applicable. So, Phil, where do you want to go? Where do you, you want to start with the head to heads? You want to start? Uh, with maybe calling out a, an outright guy or, or where do you want to go? I'm going to kick it to you and then I'll chime in wherever. Yeah. Let's go to another outright pick. Um, not to say that, you know, any of the other guys that we're going to talk about aren't worth taking outright. Um, but this is somebody who stood out to me because of the odds um, on the NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter, just uh, earlier tonight when we're recording this, we talked about Daniel Suarez about how the books didn't really know how to handle him. They had him priced at a different, you know, uh, number, no matter what book you looked at. And there's somebody kind of similar to that in the truck series as we sit right now. And that's Carson Hosevar. Um, he is really interesting. So it's going to seem like, um, you know, trying to get in since we missed the boat on his big win last, last week, but, uh, it's interesting because on Caesars, they have Hosevar going off at eight to one on Barstool. They have him going off at 13 to one and on DraftKings, he's 15 to one. So, that to me is interesting because a, you know, got to take them at that 15 to one number, you know, it's double, almost double what Caesars is having them go off at. And that inconsistency in the books makes me feel like there's something there. Like if they can't pinpoint something, they can't agree. Cause most of the time you see drivers kind of the same. That's a pretty big discrepancy. Uh, just like Suarez was like 16 to one all the way up to 25 to one for the cup race. So pretty big deal there. And, you know, obviously he's the hot hand. Um, he he kind of fell into that win a little bit ago, uh, excuse me, a week ago at Texas, but you know, wins can grow and really generate momentum. Obviously I'm not saying, saying something they don't already know, but it'll be really interesting to see what it does for this guy because he's been so close. He's had a lot of good chances, a lot of good trucks over the last year and and change here. And now he finally gets the win that maybe he didn't even really deserve, man, what if he, you know, really sets fire here. So we want to be a part of that, especially when we're seeing odds like this at 15 to one. Now looking at his last four races, he only has one top five, but it happened to be here at Bristol on dirt last year. His average starting position, so we talk about these heat races, his average starting position 
in the four races. Uh, can't recall if Knoxville does the same uh, with the heat races, but his average start is 6.0. That's first in the truck series um, of all the truck regulars, which is a big thing, right? We want to be able to count our uh, count on our guys who were taken at 15 to one to have a, a pretty good starting position because they're going to need that, right? The, the guys that he's up against in that realm of odds at 15 to one, they're going to need a little bit of help to, to start. Now, he just needs the finishes. And we talked about this exactly, you know, the same thing last week at Texas where you were saying, hey, you know, it feels like he doesn't finish races. That's been the thing in this, you know, dirt experience as well. Um, but I think he's been picking up knowledge along the way in these four races. He's eighth in driver rating and he's got the most average laps led in these dirt races. Thirty four point three. He knows how to get up front and he's got the third best average fastest laps um, in the truck series as well. So the odds being such a discrepancy, you know, being quite long draws me to him. Now, if you want a head to head matchup, I like him against Stuart Friesen. Friesen has one top 10 in four starts on the, the dirt races in the last two years. Um, while he does have more top 15s than Hosevar in that time span, I think that Hosevar's upside is definitely uh, greater. And um, we've got Hosevar going off at minus 125. So Hosevar to win, I think you take now. This head-to-head matchup, maybe you put something in your mind or, or mark yourself down and see how they do in practice and then come back to that one. Um, hmm. and really attack that one differently because Friesen is no slouch. I guess I would say no. he performed well at Eldora. He's won the, the Eldora truck race, which we should touch on at the end of this, by the way, um, a little bit of a rant, but mm-hmm. um, okay. Friesen's no slouch. Going. Yeah. Friesen's no slouch. It's just Hosevar, all of those things that I mentioned, it just feels like huh. he's, he's due to go off. Interesting. Uh, not the call out I was expecting there with Friesen uh, versus Hosevar. You know, Friesen being the uh, dirt track guy, uh, if you will, coming in. So interesting. I got to think about what I would do there. Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, personally, I think I would go Friesen um, just because of some of his background and kind of going off what you do. You say sometimes, hey, guy wins on Sunday, you fade him the next week kind of a thing, uh, you know, winning hangover, whatever it is. So, okay, uh, I, but I can see where you're going. Obviously, finished second here last year, Josefar did, compared to Friesen, who finished 11th. So um, that'll be an interesting matchup to uh, call out. I want to <clears> – <throat> I actually want to call out somebody next, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. And it's a – you could look at him from a outright perspective – um, but I'm curious what you think about Ty Majeski because Ty was a guy here last year. You know, he started eighth, he was second, ultimately finished 21st. But if you look at his driver rating, a 105.6, uh, which was uh, arguably one of the top seven uh, driver ratings uh, at the day, you know, he didn't get the finish he necessarily deserved. But he's a guy that is mirrored down here at seven and a half to one. He's in a few matchups as well. So what do you about think about a guy like Ty Majeski, who now coming in this year has two wins? He's got he's been running well. So what do you think about him? I am on Ty Majeski uh, this week in a few different ways. I, I really think that Ty has the data behind him to make some noise. Now I'm seeing him as eight to one outright 
but as we've talked about, actually 10 to one at DraftKings. Um, so DraftKings seems to be a little bit more generous uh, right now for whatever reason uh, in both the, the cup and the trucks. So definitely give that a look. But um, Ty Majeski is very intriguing to me for a number of different reasons. Um, let's just start with, you know, the fact that finished 21st last year in this race, but he started eighth. He, he was up to first and, you know, he had 21 fastest laps. That was second in the race. Like he, he was definitely someone who knew how to get around the place. Um, so I'm not quite sure. I don't quite remember what happened if somebody got into him or if he just got loose and hit the wall or whatever. That's how he got a rough finish. But Knoxville, he finished fourth last year. He only has two races in this four race span, this data set that I'm looking at. But so a little less than everybody else. Um, but in that four race clip for two races at Bristol Dirt, two races at Knoxville, his driver rating is second compared to everyone else, 104.0. I mean, that's absolutely phenomenal. And just to mention, after him, it drops down to 88.8. So we're going, that's how big of a cliff that is, right? So the top two guys are over 100, and the next best guys, Rhodes and Majeski, top in drive rating. And the third best guy is Carson Hosevar actually at 88.3. So that big cliff, that's telling you something. The guy obviously knows what he's doing here. Um, I like him in a head to head matchup against our boy Zane Smith. Uh, now Zane has a better average finish, but that's uh, looking at just two races for Majeski here, 21 and four or her two, his two finishes. Zane has three top tens in four races, but he, I don't think we could say like Zane was ever really like a giant factor. He's never read a led a lap on this style track in the last two years. So, you know, whereas Majeski, he's someone that I could see getting up there and actually, you know, being a factor. So um, we can take a, a look at this a little harder if you want here, Derek, but Majeski over Zane is where I'm kind of leaning. What do you think? Well, yeah, so it's an interesting thing because people are going to see the Zane and they're going to think, man, he's so dominant. And he is. But this is a, this is something that really throws a wrench into the entire schedule where some of the guys that maybe aren't doing as good, you know, Friesen hasn't had maybe the best year. And so this could be an opportunity for him to have a good year. Uh, Kligerman, you know, he's had some uh, disappointing finishes, you know, Coda being one. And he could come back and, and perform really well this week. So it really lends itself to kind of opens the field just a little bit. There's a reason why these guys, Logano, Briscoe, Byron, are coming down, trying to get a little piece of the action because they know, hey, I can dip down and and compete and win and be top five. So, yeah, it's, it lends itself into a very interesting uh, format. I am, I'm over here, Phil, and, and I can't really wait much longer. So I have... I have two bets that are my absolute favorite, and oh, let's do I it. Got, let's hear it. I gotta jump into this. So this is, you know, uh, this is the trucks. It's Saturday night, and maybe I'm feeling a little spicy, if you will. So got a got a couple questions here for you. We'll do it this way. First, I want to ask you, and just be honest. I'm gonna go off of these real quick. So if I were to say you can have Byron, Friesen, uh, Logano, Kligerman, Crafton, Majeski, and Rhodes versus briscoe would you take that wait a second 
Okay. I get I if if any of those guys beat yes. Briscoe, I win. Yep. If any of those guys win the race or Briscoe wins the race, which way are you leaning? You're leaning towards the big group, right? Of like course. The big yeah. group that, okay. So at minus 140, you can have all of those drivers to win the race. It, it, because of the car number, it's over 47 and a half on Caesars minus 140. You get all of those guys. Okay. I love that bet. Do you like that bet? Am I crazy? That seems is like a, a bet that I'm, I love. I have to. So what's the, what's the number again? 50. Yeah. Over 47 and a half on Caesars minus 140. You get all of those guys. I said, and which is the, you know, the field is covered with the rest of the guys and there's the more, the majority that way, but the strength is in that 47 and up group. So I love that. That's one of my favorites. I, I enjoy that. Um, but I think you're kind of burying. So, so let's, let's call it out here. You're, you threw Briscoe as the lone guy on that other side, but if you're getting into it, uh, the Zane. names that you're leaving out, we're leaving out Zane. We're leaving out Carson Hosevar, who had just talked about how I liked him as an outright True. pick for longer shot. Um, talk about Christian Eckes. You know, he's not blowing anybody's doors away on, on dirt, but you know, he's been hot this year. Um, Corey Heim, you know, if Toyota puts it together, he's someone that, you know, we don't have a book on at all on dirt and, uh, we'll have to right. see. Um, so it's more than, briscoe but i see where you're going with that minus 140 um so if this it really good. was briscoe versus those guys i would pay the minus 140 and and say yeah bring it on all right uh, this is good but, this is like this is like christmas morning for me you're the dad you're like hey son listen gotta get you know just keep it in check here don't open the presents <laughs> yet i get it we had a let rough throw, year son let, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Let me, let me throw this. All right. Let me throw this at you. Here's my five-year-old like, well, here, but there's another, here's another door of opportunity. Sure, sure, let's do what it. if I could give you these guys? So I'm going to give you, or you get these guys. Okay. And tell me if you think any of them are going to win and we'll just rattle them off real quick. Chase Briscoe, Zane Smith. Um, we're going to go, let's see the next guys, Joey Logano, Matt Crafton, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes. If I gave you all of the Ford drivers in this race, this weekend versus the field at minus 125. Do you like that? Ford versus the field. That yep. is interesting. Um, minus 125. And again, now you're getting Briscoe, you're getting Smith. So you're getting some of those names that I did not touch on versus. Uh, so again, this is on Caesars minus 125 for Ford to win the race. They're so they're loaded. Uh, Chevy's at one plus one fifty, and then Toyota's at plus six hundred. Pretty much. Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, sending in your registration fee. We'll catch you next <laughs> week, is what that means. So Ford minus one twenty five. I love that one as well. Maybe I'm just too crazy with these two. No, I don't. I don't think you're crazy on that one. I think. I think a Ford. Uh, it's like into one. Yeah. Okay. No. And and because those guys are strong. I mean, Briscoe. We don't know what we're getting with him yet in that twenty two truck. But uh, the the Thor Sport trucks are strong. Uh, Majeski and Rhodes, we already talked about both those guys in a way. And then we got Logano, who, um, you know, I don't know if he has the the race winning situation here, driving the 66 this week. But, you know, we haven't seen him in that truck before. So that'll be interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that and, and we got Zane. 
Um, so if Zane, yep. you know, puts it together, he hasn't done that in the last two years, but if he were to, you know, keep it going. Um, so Ford is definitely super intriguing. Uh, minus 125. I kind of wish it was just like plus 100. Um, then I'd be like all over it. True. But still, uh, I could get behind that bet. Yes, that okay. is something that I could get behind. All right, good, good. So that those and, are and my two, like, yeah. For the record, the other one you called out, the over 50 and a half, I still don't hate that. I would just throw that into something else, like a, another bet elsewhere to Absolutely. make it a parlay. And, and, and say, more- say no more. It's Masters week. I can throw it into whatever oh, the heck I want. So you, you best believe I can find a, a head-to-head matchup where if somebody's going, Ty- Terrell Hatton is going to get his butt cream by somebody else uh, i can throw that in or or sergio he's not going to show up so i can toss something else in there all right there so i'll go. do that uh <laughs> i like that a lot so those are those are some of the plays that i like that jumped off the board because again when you're looking at we have practice and i think some of these numbers then are changing after friday once these fords really do show their strength so it's kind of like can i get in this now um, but also we have all these, the drivers you mentioned, right? Logano, you said, Hey, I don't know being in that fifth truck, the 66, the dude gets two practice sessions, a heat race, and then actually races. And he's arguably the most talented driver in that entire race. So, um, that's kind of why I like those. Again, I was a little too excited. I couldn't wait till the end to even share those, but that's kind of the joys of the shows. There you go. You can talk me down, uh, off the ledge there. You can talk me back to earth. I should say. Uh, where do you want to go next? Well, well, I don't like the vibe that I'm talking you down off of it. I'm in with you. It's just I All wouldn't right. be throwing the kitchen sink at it, you know, All because right, there, there are right. reasons why I could miss. But, um, yeah, I mean, the so, value. So the don't value put the mortgage is, on it. Don't put don't the mortgage put the mor- on it. But we can, you know, maybe throw, uh, you know, a little bit on it. And and I could see how both of those would hit. All right. I mean, um, that will I mean, be on. Ben Rhodes gets it done. The- both yep. hit. So. <laughs> Uh, that will be on the card this week. Uh, you know, everybody that's listening, you'll see that those two plays will be on my card for sure. Just to like, this is also a race where you don't know, but in the truck series, it has a lot of a more of a betting edge. I feel like we can cap the trucks easier this week because you know, the strengths of, okay, there's like 10 guys that are going to win versus the other 20 plus that just have no chance where the cup series, it's like, okay, I can make an argument for like, 25 guys because who knows who's going to win like we were talking about austin Dillon, who's 50 to 1 and rory was talking about how he could see him win well there's paths to make all those guys but in the trucks a little a little tougher so where do you want to go next do you want to touch on uh an exotic matchup or, or or market or anything like that where do you want to take the people next so i don't have too much left written down here um I want to just hit a couple head to heads and then I just want to talk about a driver and just kind of where things are going to, you know, land with him and and figure out where we could take him. Um, But the one matchup that I'll start with here is Parker Kligerman. He's minus 140 now. It was minus 120, but up to minus 140, taking on the, the dirt ringer, I guess you could say in Davenport. Um, So, this is a guy, the Sturt Ringer, I think his name's Jonathan Davenport. Um, he won, I guess he's in this race because he won at Eldora in 2022. He won a million dollars. They called him like the million dollar man. I, I don't know 
um, the significance of the race or like that was the first time oh, yeah. he ever did something like that. But um, yep. he was the winner of that race. And so clearly he can, you know, get around dirt. We get that. The fact is we've seen dirt ringers come in before. We touched on them a second ago, like Mike Millar and Buddy Kofoid. And um, they just, you know, it's a different game. It's a different situation. So I'll never find myself taking these dirt ringers in these head-to-head matchups. I just can't do it. Unless they're facing off against each other, uh, I, I don't do it. And he's really the only one that's a quote-unquote dirt ringer. He's taking on Parker Kligerman, who's the heavy favorite in the matchup. Kligerman in two races, he's got two top tens, an eighth and a fourth. And last year at Bristol, the lowest place he was on the track was eighth. So he was running top 10 the whole race. I mean, very strong. His driver rating in that race was 113. He was second in that stat in that race. I mean, it, it's just tough for outsiders to come into a circuit like this and compete let alone compete against someone of Kligerman's strength. So I think the books have it right. I don't know. You know, people clearly agree because they bet it down to minus 140, but I would still take it at minus 140. Maybe a, a parlay with a golf play, like you said, because I, I know that you've got a few of them. But uh, Kligerman broke our hearts a couple weeks ago, Derek. I, I think this is his chance to make up for it. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I was telling you, you know, pre-show where – Kligerman's like that drug where I just keep going back to the well and trying to find different matchups or opportunities to bet him. Um, And I feel like each week is going to be profitable. Now I will say this. He came on the all things go podcast right before Christmas. And he said these words, I will win at Bristol. Now his strength might be more on the concrete, but we saw what he was able to do on dirt. This guy loves this place. He did really well. He excelled on the dirt uh, configuration so with that being said and him coming on and being like, you bet me at dirt. I'm betting him at dirt. So give me oh, clear. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You like, buried the lead on that. I, what what I, the hell I'm is sorry. going off at the win the damn race, man? We got, <laughs> yeah. we got a quote we could pull from Jesus. What, what's yeah. his overall situation I need to, here? I need to quote that one out. But yeah, so like at Caesars right now, he's going off, which is crazy. He's going off at 25 to one. Yeah. Um, Stay less. Shop- yeah, say less. That's right. All right, so we'll do a we'll do a a, a joint bet on uh, Kligerman to win the race, and then uh, like if you shop around, like twenty five to one is damn incredible for a guy that finished. Uh, would you say inside the top five last year? Um, but if you shop at Barstool, we get him at thirty to one. So there's an extra you know couple bucks there for you. So I you know I like that. So Kligerman, like you said, we're on Kligerman. I'm waiting to see what Barstool releases as far as their matchups go. Um, but then I'll definitely begin and their top three pricing, um, which they'll post soon. Um, but yeah, Kligerman's a guy that you know, I was trying to hold back from talking about because you and I are both on him uh, or wanting to get invested in him. I'm looking at my unit allocation just going out the door right now uh, as I'm a, considering throwing you know down on that minus 140 head to head price as well. So um, it's a fun race. It's definitely one that is uh, unique. But man, when you're when you're doing this, and we're talking about it on a Wednesday uh, leading into the week, it really does feel like you have betting oppor- betting edges going in. So uh, I know I'm pumped. Where else do you want to go, or how do you want to you know, well, kind of see the rest of? The- yeah, let me just cap things off with Kligerman. I mean, you know, obviously we're we're half kidding about throwing something on outright, but um, just look at his uh-huh. race last year. I mean, I'm going to do it. 
but I'm not saying like everyone listening to this should go out and do that. Um, it's intriguing that he would say something like that, but a top five number um, is, you know, something because he started the race fourth dropped down to to fifth mid race, finished fourth. Like that's strong, man. It's just strong race. And that's why his driver rating was so high. Um, So yeah, Kligerman for a top five, I mean, his average finish on the two races uh, that he ran last year or in this four race stretch was 6.0. So a top five is definitely Mm -hmm. doable for someone who thinks they're going to go out and win the race. Um, Just give me one second here and I'll try to pull up where he's going off at right now for a top five plus three fifty. Yes. I was just, yeah. And if you look at the guys in front, I was just running through it as you were talking. I was like, even if I put this in a head to head in my own head and told myself, I don't know how you do it, Phil, but I like to look at guys. Okay. If they're going to finish top 10, who's in that group? Would I, would I play a head to head matchup against them? And so for Kligerman, it's for example, would I play a head to head matchup against Sanchez? Yes. Kligerman, uh, end finger, Kligerman, Heim, Kligerman, Eckes, Kligerman, Stuart Friesen, maybe, but it's close, but, uh, Kligerman, Hosevar, you talked about him uh, at length. So now we're starting to get into that zone. But like Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, William William Byron, like he is right in that group. So if he's hanging around that six, seven spot, anything can happen. I think he's going to be, I, I think top five, I almost like top five more at plus 350 than I even do the outright number. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to play that with you as well. 350 for a top five, That's that's pretty damn solid. Um, for, for a driver who has performed strong on the dirt and clearly has the confidence that you have the inside track on with your interview on all things go. We, we hit yeah. something big. Um, we, we should, you know, spot, he should, he should throw the all things go pod on the side of the truck. He needs to, or at least give us, you know, give us some, uh, yeah, throw us some stuff. Uh, I know he's in the 75 truck this week, but like, we might need to figure something out where we do like a, uh, a combined deal. So Parker, I know you're going to listen to this at some point, but man, I tell you what, we got to do something. So if that hits, I mean, Phil, we might even have him on next week. How about that? That would be, yeah. if this hits, come, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get him to come on. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work on that. Great for his brand, right? To, to, to be on a podcast about gambling of, of something that he's not allowed to do and, right. uh, you know, get himself in trouble. It'd be Parker, Pete Rose, Kligerman. You know, that, well, that wouldn't you know, be great. Hey, the 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 uh, the way media works right now, and especially with social media, there's a lot more people that are doing this. Like you look what Barstool with rubbing his racing is doing, and all the That's drivers true. that win a race are going on doing stuff That's there. True. So hey. we don't have to dive into the the betting elements of it. But I will say that guy is so damn smart when it comes to all the stuff he's doing at NBC. He's got a heart and a passion, similar to what Brian Murphy does, where he's like, man, all these different groups throughout that just love motorsports, love NASCAR, it doesn't matter what it is that people are talking about Kligerman uh in talking to him and, and having some opportunity to talk to him after the uh the episode as well has been I mean he's just a damn smart guy and uh he's got a passion for uh Bristol to win uh is hungry so maybe we can get him on after that top five that'd be a lot of fun so let's see let's see if that hits I'll join you you're joining me uh we're gonna jump on that so uh who else you want to talk about or where else you want to go just two other topics here um First one will be a quick one. Uh, found this matchup that uh, kind of jumped out at me, you know, late as we were getting ready to fire up here. And this is Chase Purdy versus Tyler Ankrum. Uh, we've made some money off of both of these guys and some top fives the last few weeks. They're going head to head against each other here. And I'm going to go with Chase Purdy in this matchup. 
Um, so looking at their statistics, they are pretty close together. Um, so average finish, I think it's uh, Chase Purdy has them by a hair here. They both raced four races in the last four, uh, excuse me, four races in the last two years. Purdy's average finish 21. We've got Tyler Ankin with an average finish of 24.3. So they're, they're been racing around each other. They're actually two and two against each other head to head on the last four dirt tracks. Um, the reason why I'm into chase Purdy in this matchup here is because of the equipment change. Um, chase obviously driving for KBM has been just a, a monster upgrade. And I think we might be able to reap the benefits of this here on this dirt track. I guess the rebuttal to that would be that the dirt is the equalizer, but we have seen, you know, the, the dirt, kind of get rubbered up and kind of turns back into a little bit more of a, an asphalt type race um, as it gets going. So if that were to be the case, uh, I think Purdy has this one here. He won handsomely in this head to head matchup last year, and that was not in a KBM truck. So uh, that's just a quick combo there for that matchup. Chase Purdy over Tyler Anglum. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that before I go to the last guy. Yeah, so you mentioned these guys, and and you got me in the betting Ankrum now. I will say that I've not done it. <laughs> but you've got me. You've opened the door where I and then so I thought, well, if Phil's gonna go Ankrum, I'm gonna tail it. Uh, but then you went Purdy, and I was just thinking, oh, maybe they were good last year. They were shit when it came to this race last year. Yeah. they were both so bad. So it's kind of like I love it. It's kind of yeah. like a bet that it's like, all right, two shit boxes. You guys go at it and uh, find me at the uh, the end of the race. So I love it. I love these kind well, of plays. So here's the thing. I, I think uh, this is a bet that I'm willing to take now. Mm-hmm. And I'm very interested in seeing practice because I don't think Chase is going to be shit this year. I think the, the equipment up cha- upgrade is actually going to change a lot for him. And um, we'll see. You know what I mean? Because it, it, mm-hmm. it clearly has changed his career so far through yeah. the, the first start of the season. So um, Ankrum, not much has changed for him on his side of things, and he has been shit. So we see this, you know, there's something to look for for Chase in this matchup that is positive. Um, whereas with Ankrum, it's just going to be the same old story. So very anxious to see how Chase does on, on Friday. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, same, same here. You said there was maybe another driver you wanted to touch on. Yeah, last guy I'll call out. Um, it's Grant Enfinger. Um, and trying to figure out the best way to play the finger, as uh, Mark from Mississippi always calls him in the group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, need something on him this week, Derek. And the reason for that is there's only two people in this two-year span that is four for four, finishing in the top ten. One of them is Ben Rhodes, the other one, Grant Infinger. And it kind of, you know, jumps out at you because he's not high up on the odds board. You know, he's the 20 to one, I think, to win the race. Top five, he's plus 225. And to me, it's like, wow, you know, that's interesting. The problem is he's only got one top five in that span, right? So he's four for four top tens, one for four top five. So, that 225 number is uh, it's intriguing. I just don't know if that's the right way to play him. So I guess I'd like your opinion on it because there are other ways you could. Um, he's going up in a group matchup against Eckes, Corey Heim, who we have no real indication of how he is on dirt, um, Nick Sanchez, Davenport fella, and uh, Matt Crafton. So in that group matchup, 
he might be you know more opportunity for us there um, because those are drivers that I feel confident in end finger, you know, are those guys going to be in the top 10? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe Corey Heim, but we don't have much of a book on him. Is Sanchez going to keep this hot streak alive and, and perform well, or is he going to, you know, wreck out and not get the finish? Um, the other guys, you know, we, we haven't really dived deep on, but I feel yeah. like I feel confident in Enfinger being in that top 10, avoiding the chaos and kind of outlasting these other guys in the group matchup. Um, yeah. so I haven't seen him in a head to head match, but, uh, just trying to find my way through with Enfinger Cause I need to play him in some way. I think the group thing was perfect. Um, and, and it's pretty much like, I think where, where I would see it is, you know, you mentioned about Davenport to so kind of cancel him out. Sanchez cancel him out. Crafton, he beats Crafton Heim. Very, very, very small sample size, aka like none. Uh, so he's out. So pretty much, then you're looking at okay. I'm taking Granite and Figure at plus three eighty in a head-to-head versus Eckes. I'd take that all day because of the value on that. So I love it, and I think finishing eighth to tenth could win that uh, for you know and Finger, like you said. So uh, that's that's where I would play him. That's how I would play him for sure in that. Cool. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, what I'll be looking for this weekend. Just he, he really jumped out to me and um, wanted to to make sure you know brought it up and, and got something on him. So, uh, so happy about that. Let's do this because we talked about a lot of different guys, and I feel like I burnt like through two pens and writing all my plays that I really liked uh, here in the night. Whether it was something I'm on or something that you already said. So, what should we give the people? Where do we want to go with this? Uh, obviously, there's practice Friday. Uh, two sessions and then the heat races and then the race something we want to put out later or is there something now that we can confidently say uh, based on your advice to the people of saying get on this now this is the best bet going into the race weekend i am taking ben Rhodes to win the race so uh he's five to one now if he's better than that after practice and qualifying i'm going to take him again um so i like him and obviously the parker play we're, we're both in on, so so that's locked in. Um, I also really like the um, Ty Majeski over Zane Smith play right now. So, you know, those are all things that stand out to me as, like, really strong yeah. um, situations to, to work off of. Um, and I'll go back to Ben Rhodes. Like, anytime you see a matchup with Ben, like I said, he was going against Logano and Caesars, but as mm-hmm. Barstool releases their head-to-heads um, – I'd be super into whoever he's up against yep. Um, yep. this weekend. Well, perfect. So ben this, is, this is a good tease. This is a good tease. Yeah. Okay. So Rhodes. Yeah. I think uh, I see where you're going with him. I'm, I'm interested. Like you said, what Barstool is going to release. It's probably going to be one of these cup guys that they put him up against, but you don't never know the pricing. Uh, and then DraftKings when they start releasing uh, additional things as well. So, okay, Phil, how can everybody best support you? Uh, and, and how can people get involved with everything you're doing? I know you're doing a lot with uh, Karch Madness just ended, which is a really cool thing. And we'll have to bring that here next year when we do the truck series, when March sure. comes around. Uh, so we'll do that. But I know you do the Kentucky group game. So uh, just give everybody uh, the opportunity to understand how to best support what you are doing. Yeah, I'll say it here, you know, at Full Tank Phil on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, give me a follow. Give me a shout. Love talking trucks. Um, and Full Tank with Phil's name of the podcast we do with the Cup Series every week. And uh, Derek's a, a frequent guest on that show as well. And, yeah, I mean, driver group game. I don't have my lineup. The, the league's kind of out of whack right now. They have our, like, 
um, roster is all kind of messed up. So I can't put that out just yet, but of course I'll put that out on, on Instagram this weekend. And I, I'm fired up, man, because, you know, just to end it on a quick rant, the trucks are, you know, when they were at Eldora, that was appointment television. They call it the mud summer classic for a hot minute until they got sued by baseball. Like that was appointment television. I used to have people over um, to, to watch that, to try to get people in to, to follow this with me. And it was just beautiful. Like I, I used to look up Eldora speedway on maps just to see like how far it was from my house to see, you know, how I could get there. Um, the fact that they're not at Eldora anymore kills me. So this is, I guess, you know, their replacement for it. Um, and I am a little like, eh, it, it, this isn't a real dirt track, but watching these guys go last year was awesome under the lights. Awesome. Saturday night. Awesome. So I'm very excited to see the trucks on dirt wherever it is um, again. So um, very much looking forward to it and um, hoping we come out victorious here with some, some tickets. So, um, thanks Derek for having me on and let me go on a little soapbox there and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week from Martinsville. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Martinsville and, uh, looking forward to this weekend as well. I mean, I think, uh, the trucks on dirt is a lot of fun. I hope the weather is uh, favorable for us, but hope everybody uh, enjoys the show. Make sure you're download the NASCAR betting preview show podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google podcasts. Like Phil said, best support him on Twitter and Instagram as well. And download the full tank with Phil uh, podcast while you're at it. And then follow me on uh, Twitter at Derek Yoder underscore interact. However you'd like happy, always happy to answer any questions or help people guide their way through, uh, through their betting card. So that'll do it here uh, tonight as we wrap up our Bristol dirt conversation. And we'll look ahead next week to Martinsville. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. And we'll catch you next week.